Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I am Evangelist Janice Nelson, and I want to welcome you to season two of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole, a weekly women's Bible study podcast. Today is Sabbath Sunday, April 17th, the year of our Lord, 2022. In this Bible study podcast, we address various issues that break the spirit of women and then seek to promote women's spiritual wholeness and well-being with lessons learned from the Word of God. Ladies, one Friday afternoon, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was crucified on a cross and gave up his life in a bloody sacrifice for the remission of our sins. Following his death, Jesus was wrapped in clean linen cloth and placed in a tomb cut out of rock. The Sunday following this event, Jesus Christ rose from the dead and having atoned for our sins, reconciled us back to God and blessed us with new life, new hope, and a new future. When we come back, we are going to talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. Today, we are talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is an Easter story taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 2, and Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 16. And I will be reading from the New King James Version of the Bible if you want to follow along with the scripture reading. Now, reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, beginning at verse 1, the Word of God says, Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly Tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples' word. Now reading our second passage of scripture found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 16 says, See, I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of his word. Amen. So, ladies, the cast of characters in our first passage of scripture are Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, who was the mother of James and John. 
an angel of the Lord and guards or centurions and the risen Lord. Our scene opens at the dawn of a new day, a better day. The people in Jesus's day had been walking in darkness in the shadow of death. But as the new day came, a new light was dawning. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary had returned to the tomb with spices and fragrant oils, which they had prepared to anoint Jesus's body and give him a more appropriate embalming. Our story takes place in the early morning hours of Easter Sunday at the garden tomb. As the dawn broke and the sun peered through the night sky, there was an earthquake. The ground quaked, rocks erupted, the earth cracked open. The limbs of the olive trees in the garden twisted and nature aroused with excitement. The earth was trembling in sorrow at the crucifixion, but also leaping with joy at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. An angel of the Lord, having felt the effects of the quake, descended from heaven and rolled back the stone from the entrance of the tomb and sat on it. The angel's countenance or facial expression was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards that Pilate set to guard and secure the tomb also felt the effects of the earthquake and were so shaken with fear that the Bible says they became like dead men. In other words, they were so afraid they became like corpse, scared stiff. As Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were en route to the tomb, they felt the earthquake and then discovered that the stone had been moved. They were afraid, but the angel of the Lord said to them, do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he is risen as he said. The resurrection of Jesus Christ was verified by an angel of the Lord and an empty tomb. It was also verified in scripture by the apostles encounter with the risen Christ. But it was this angel of the Lord who first proclaimed the resurrection of Jesus Christ and then instructed the women, come see the place where the Lord lay. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead and is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So the women went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples. The women were filled with joy at the news of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and this good news became their message to share. Then the Bible says Jesus appeared to his disciples and said, peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened, and suppose they had seen a spirit and he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they did not believe for joy and marvel, he said to them, have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb. 
and he took it and ate it in their presence. Judas had committed suicide after he betrayed Jesus, and Thomas was not present when Jesus appeared before the other 10 disciples. And the Bible says that the other disciples later told Thomas, we have seen the Lord. And he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Eight days later, the disciples were together and Thomas was with them. The Bible says, Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. I particularly like it when Jesus says to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands because Jesus is telling Thomas to touch the marks in his hands caused by the nails that once impaled him to the cross at Calvary as evidence of his crucifixion. In Isaiah 49 verse 16, God says, see, I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands. Inscribed means engraved. Inscriptions are written marks that cannot be removed or forgotten. This is the description of God's grace and one of the most beautiful declarations of God's never-ending love in all scripture. It reads, see, he is showing you, see, I have inscribed you on the palm of of my hands. Ladies, have you ever wondered if God has forgotten or deserted you? Do you sometimes feel like David who cried out to God his rock in Psalm 49 when he said, I say to God my rock, why have you forgotten me? Do you find yourself on your own personal pilgrimage in life, struck in the spiritual, stuck in the spiritual quicksand of limitless adversity that continually pull you into hopelessness to the point where you lose heart and the temptation is to give up? Well, if you do, I understand because I've been there. But more importantly, Jesus understands because he has been there. Remember when he cried out from the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jehovah Rapha, the great physician understands because the word of God says, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Remember how Jesus, after being baptized by John the Baptist, was tempted by the devil for 40 days and nights in the Judean desert. These 40 days is a season of Lent, our solemn religious observance in the Christian liturgical calendar that begins on Ash Wednesday and ends about six weeks later, the night before Easter Sunday. The purpose of Lent is to prepare the believer for the Easter, for Easter through prayer, through penance, mortifying the flesh, repentance of sins, almsgiving, simple living, and self-denial. The spiritual truth in Isaiah 49, 16 is that the balm of Gilead heals us of the unbelief. 
the kind of unbelief that Thomas and the other disciples had, the kind of unbelief that makes us talk about God forgetting us when he does nothing of the kind. We do not know what to consider most, the faithfulness of God or the unbelief of his people. God is true to his word, faithful to his promises that he will never leave us nor forsake us. And yet in the next, the next trial causes us to doubt him like Thomas and the other 10. Ancient Zion resulting from the pains of exile in Babylon cried out, the Lord has forgotten me. To which God responded, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. These words apply first to God's ancient people, the Jews, but they are equally true of all believers. The word of God says, I have inscribed you. And although it does not specify our name, our name is there. But that is not all. He says, I have inscribed you. Ladies, do you see the fullness of this? He has inscribed our person, our image, our works. He says, I have inscribed you. That is everything about us and all that concerns us. And John chapter 10, verses 28 through 29, Jesus says, Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hands. Isaiah 49, 16 says, See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. So ladies, whenever our circumstances, whatever our conditions, whatever our situation, God has it well at hand. The palm of the of the hand is a protected place to be because the hand can fold into a fist if threatened. The days in which we live and future happenings are all out of our control, yet they are all under God's control. He's got the whole world in his hand. God leads us by his hands and keeps us in his hands. We are constantly on his mind and our knowledge of him, of who he is and what he did for us on the cross is dependent on his sustained ability to know us. We know him because he first knew us and continues to know us. He knows us intimately for the word of God says the very hairs on our head are all numbered. Ladies, if you are God's child by covenant, a true believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. The truth you must hold on to when you feel deserted or abandoned is that you are inscribed on the palms of his hands. Feelings are just that, feelings. They are real and of course we must deal with them, but the reality is that the covenant has already been cut on our behalf. Our feelings will overwhelm us. They will betray us, even cripple us if we do not make up our mind by the gut-level determination of faith that feel it or not, we will trust our covenant with God. 
when your faith ravers, read the word of God, sing the hymns of faith and the choruses of trust. Sing whether you feel like it or not, whether you can sing or not, until your feelings conform to the reality of the covenant cut on your behalf. Think of the Lord's hands, which he says, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. And rest assured that nothing can come from his hands, but that which infinite wisdom directs and that which his love has ordained. During ancient slave times, the slaves bore the brand mark of his master. But in Isaiah 49, 16, we see an act of indescribable divine condescension where our master inscribed our servant name on the palms of his hands. And these marks are numbered, are marks of indelible grace, a tangible manifestation of God's covenant cut with us on Calvary's cross. Covenant marks that testified yesterday, that testified today and throughout all eternity. He has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. For God to desert or abandon us, the scars inscribed on the palms of his hands would disappear. When the Savior spreads, spreads out his hands before us with our own name inscribed in his scarred palms, we must know that we are not forgotten, come what may, not even for a moment, but we are loved faithfully and forever by our great God. Revelation chapter 5, verses 4 through 5, John weeps in the moment in eternity because there's no one to open the scroll. And he writes, I saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders a lamb standing, he says, as if slain. Then transported to the future, John saw those scars indelibly inscribed by the nails that once impaled Jesus on the cross, scars that will always be the brand marks of God's everlasting covenant, the scars that bear our names, forever inscribed, eternally secure, passion made perfect for his treasured possession for all of eternity. The Lamb of God has not forgotten your name nor you. He cannot forget that which is inscribed on the palm of his hands. I encourage you to look at the palm of his hands and see the nail prints, the wounds he received while suffering on the cross for you and for me. His memorial, his forget-me-not, which says you are engraved on the palm of my hands and in my heart you will forever remain. After Jesus' death in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13, the apostle said, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. He is talking about a future time when he will all be, we will all be seated around the table of the Lord, celebrating the marriage supper of the Lamb. As Jesus serves the bread, recall his words to his disciples in Luke 22, verse 16. At the Last Supper, he said, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 29, he says, I will not drink of the, this fruit of the vine from now into the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. 
when the Savior stretches forth his glorified hands and gives you the bread and you see the nail-pierced scars, marks of his eternal covenant, and with ever greater amazement, you see your name on the palm of his hands. Recall his promise perfected. See, I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands. Jesus suffered, bled, and died for the remission of our sins, but he rose for our salvation. And had he not rose, our faith would be in vain. The resurrection of Jesus Christ displays God's justice. Jesus Christ humbled himself unto death on the cross out of love and obedience to God. And in his resurrection, God has exalted him. The resurrection of Jesus Christ instructs our faith in him as the second person to the Trinity, because although he was crucified through weakness, he lives by the power of Almighty God. The resurrection of Jesus Christ was necessary to give us hope, because in seeing Jesus Christ rise, we hope that we will one day also rise. The resurrection of Jesus Christ was necessary in order to transform the way we live. Because as Christ has risen from the dead by the glory of God, so we also walk in newness of life. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ was necessary for our salvation because he was delivered up for our sins and rose for our justification. The death of Jesus Christ on the cross at Calvary is important and is what most ministers emphasize. But the resurrection of Jesus Christ is just as important because had Christ not risen from the dead, our preaching and our faith would be in vain. The crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ are the most important events in the foundation of the Christian faith because they confirm his identity as the Messiah. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Broken Vessels Mended and Whole. If this ministry has been a blessing to you and you want to support it, we have several ways in which you can do that. First, via the Tidely app at Broken Vessels Mended and Whole. Second, at Givelify, that's G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y dot com. You may donate to Broken Vessels hyphen Mended and Whole. Or you may mail whatever gifts of love you feel led to give to Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. We are a 501c3 nonprofit religious organization located at P.O. Box 34637, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Join me next week for another episode of Broken Vessels, Mended and Whole. And don't forget to check in with me on Facebook Live at Evangelist Janice, that's J-A-N-I-S Nelson today at 12 noon Pacific Daylight Time. In the meantime, take good care and may God continue to bless you.